1: Today we're starting a new mission series called Mission Level Up. However, over the past few weeks, we've been looking at um, the Complete Joy series. And you might remember if you were with us last week, there was a task. And so, who's done their homework? Anyone had spiritual conversations this week? Yeah? There's a few. Maybe more responses from 9am, just saying but that's okay because it's only one week into the 30 days, right? So you've got plenty of time, but don't leave it until the last minute, yeah? So on the back of our vision series this year, um, we're now stepping into um, our, our mission series for the year, uh, looking at how we can put our faith into action. We've spent the last few weeks looking at who we are as a church, what we, what we stand for, who we're about, and our direction forward. But this, this week, starting this week, we're looking at what it means to step out in faith and put those, those things we know, those things we understand about God, put them into action. And so that's what we're going to do um, starting today. So no matter where we're placed, no matter what resources we have, we are called into God's purposes, whether we like it or not, whether it makes us uncomfortable, whether it makes us um, anxious, whether we're concerned, whatever it looks like, we are called into his purposes. And over the next few weeks, we're going to look at different ways in which we can equip ourselves to be able to put our faith into action, put the rubber on the road, so to speak. And so... Next week, we're going to have a look at um, levelling up our intimacy. And Josiah and Charlie are going to share the message next week and what it looks like that we can, uh, so that we can live a life so intimate with God that we know exactly what he's saying, exactly where he's calling us. But it takes effort on our, our behalf, right? We need to be able to, um, to be able to listen, to be able to respond, to be able to... So what does it look like to be so close to God that you just know exactly where he's taking you? Then the week after that, we've got guest speakers from Compassion, our mission focus uh, for this month, and um, we're going to look at how we can level up our compassion. What does it look like to see people as God sees them, but not only see them, but enter into their situation, bring care and comfort, love and acceptance, just like Jesus did for us. What could it look like to level up our compassion? And see, when we're called into his purposes, he might reveal something to us. He might call us in a particular way. But then it's up to us to be obedient. And sometimes that's the hard bit. Sometimes we know what we need to do. Sometimes we know exactly what God's asking of us. Yet it takes a step of faith. It takes our obedience to be able to follow through on what he's calling us to do. So that's what this next month looks like. Are you in? Yeah. Yeah. But before we get to any of that, let's worry about this week, yeah? So today we consider how our, the way we view the world, our, how our, our mindset can contribute to our ability to put our faith into action. Do we see, God, do we see the world the way God sees it, sees the incredible creation he, he has um, made for us, sees the incredible people that he has placed in our past? How do we see ourselves in relation to God to his creation, to other people. So today we're going to have a look at how we can level up our perspective on this thing we call life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you see us, that you call us into your perfect purposes. Father God, would you be with us this this month and this week as we put our faith into action and we go go from understanding at, at an intellectual level and putting those things we know into practice. Father God, would we honor you with all that we do each and every day. And Father God, would you speak to us today through your word, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. So what does your perfect faith expression look like? What does it look like for you following Jesus? Does it look anything like this? Maybe you're a worshiper. Maybe you're a bit more of a prayer warrior. You get around scripture a lot. Maybe sometimes you just need a moment to enjoy his creation. What you can't see in these pictures is the argument that this guy had with his wife on the way to church. You can't see that this lady has just kicked over a coffee and she's actually at the end of her rope. What you can't see here is the kids fighting in the background pushing each other's faces into the sand. (laughs) See, it's all about perspective. But I don't know about you, sometimes my Christian walk feels a bit more like this. Sometimes at any point the wind could just knock me over. Sometimes we're paddling super hard just to stay upright. Sometimes the next step we're going to take could mean that everything just falls out from underneath us. Anyone relate? Can I tell you? You're not alone. We all go through seasons like this. Maybe we're in it right now. If you haven't had seasons like this, hate to tell you, it might be on its way at some point. But you know what, we have faith. We have faith in Jesus that, that everything will turn out all right in the end. We have this, this hope that our future is secure because of our decision to put Jesus first in our life. And we have this faith. So once we've accepted Jesus into our life, that means we can sit back and enjoy the ride to heaven, yeah? No? I hear you laughing. <laughs> See, no, God wants us to be active participants in this world. He wants us to bring about his will, his design for this, this, this place called earth through our obedience to him in all that we do. He wants us to bring the kingdom of heaven here, now. In James 2, uh, chapter 14, uh, verse 14, it says, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes or daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and, and well-fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself... If, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. See, this changes our perspective, right? It changes our perspective on God. See, there's this belief out there that we can achieve God's favour by what we do. And we know that that's not the case. We live... as as a result of Jesus in our life, by his grace. It was his free gift. There's no strings attached. But what now? We don't just sit back and wait. So we do these things for God as an act of worship, as as a way of serving him, as a way of of honoring him with the skills, the the knowledge, the, the information that we have at hand. But see, we do it out of desire, Not out of obligation, because we want to be followers of Jesus. We want to reflect him in all that we do. And it becomes our desire to serve him, because we want to be like him, we want to walk in his ways. It's not out of obligation. So this changes the perspective of how we serve God. We display our faith through our works. But do we? Do we always? We go about doing all sorts of stuff. We go to work, we go to school, we go wherever. But do we live like Jesus wants us to and reflect him to the world around us? And so John writes a letter to um, the church at Laodicea in Revelation, Revelation 3, 3:15 6, uh, and 16, where he, he kind of condemns them for being lukewarm. They, were, they had plenty of stuff but they were kind of lukewarm in their their faith in action. So the scripture says this, I know your deeds, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you're lukewarm, neither hot or cold, it goes on to say, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. At times, I think sometimes we're like the Laodiceans, where we're either all on fire for God and then... We're not. There's kind of, we go through seasons where we kind of go from one to the other. And so instead, we we end up being in this state of spiritual mediocrity where enough is okay. We look for the easy route. We look to try and straddle the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world at the same time. And as followers of Jesus, we know we really can't do that. Are we all in? Are we all out? It's black and white. But remember, we're modeling our deeds, those things we do, on Jesus himself. So when we feel stretched, when we feel uncomfortable, when we feel out of our depth, what do we do? We look to Jesus. There was times when he was stretched. There was times when when he was uncomfortable, when he felt unsafe. So if we're looking to Jesus as as a way to model our our behavior, then he's been through all these things as well. Yet he pushed on to achieve all that he did. And so in this state of spiritual mediocrity, sometimes we do these things to, to try and get the best of both worlds. Sometimes we're at risk of just doing the minimum right? Just enough to get us by. Just enough to please God. We sometimes do this in the workplace or, or school. What do I need to do to pass? What do I need to do? Like, uh, that's above my pay grade. I'm just going to do enough. Sometimes we do that with our spirituality, with our relationship with God. Have a think about these questions. How often do I have to come to church? How much do I have to tithe? How many people do I have to share the gospel with? Reminds me of the rich young ruler. See, his attitude was kind of similar. He asks Jesus, what are the things I need to do to obtain eternal life? Jesus replies, well, you need to keep the commandments. And he says, yeah, well, I've done all that. I've done all of those things, but what am I lacking? And so Jesus tells him that if you want to be complete, go and, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor and follow me. Oh, hold up. The rich young ruler, is that's too much. And he turns away. He doesn't follow Jesus. And see, when we're focused on doing the minimum just enough, he he was interested when he he could get away with just doing just enough but when it asked for more when it asked him to step up when it asked him to take things to the next level and commit his life to Jesus and follow him he was out and so on those questions we've, we've been thinking about the scripture says don't give up on meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encourage one another see if church is on Fair chance you should be there. It's not, Sunday's my day that I sleep in. We give generously out of what God's given us in the first place. It's not just enough. Because God doesn't need our money. He doesn't need our, our gifts. He's God. But he wants our heart. He wants to know that we're all in for him. And we're willing to do whatever it takes financially or otherwise and share the gospel i wonder if you remember last week in in one peter i shared uh shared this passage in your hearts revere christ as lord always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have everyone oh not just the two coffees remember last week dean was like is that all Not just the two coffees a month. Yes, that's the minimum. (laughs) But have the conversations. Make it a part of your every day as you approach everyone you meet. See, mediocre Christianity seeks to do the minimum. But that's not what we're called to do. Spiritual mediocrity also looks for loopholes. Looks for for the quick way to, to get to the end. See, too often people use excuses to justify the negative things in their life, their sin. They look for loopholes that will allow them to do what they want to do, yet still follow Jesus. Oh, I don't swear at people. I just swear at traffic. Or <laughs> well, my addiction doesn't hurt anyone except me. See this attitude was shown by the lawyer that asks Jesus almost the same question as the rich young ruler he says what do I have to do to inherit eternal life and Jesus tells him love the Lord your God and love your neighbor and he says who's my neighbor mate it's everyone (laughs) don't try and pick out the, the, the person that you have to share the gospel with and then your job's done and off you go your neighbor there's neighbors everywhere See, we're attempting to to model ourselves on Jesus, right? But that doesn't mean in the process it's easy. But by modeling our lives on Jesus, Jesus has no sin. And that's the aim for us. It's not going to be easy. It's actually impossible because God is God and we are human. But it's the aim. That's the the destination that we're aiming for. And so we need to stop looking for loopholes and shortcuts to righteousness. Mediocre Christianity looks for loopholes to justify sin. Spiritual mediocrity also means we remain the same. We don't want to change. See, it's easy for us to become content and confident in our safe little Christian environments. But in fact, are we at risk of failing to grow, to learn? To press on, to learn more about God, more about ourselves? Are we, are we being kept in one spot so that the, the kingdom isn't spread any more than it already is? And I mentioned last week as well that, oh, I'm not called to this, or I'm not called to that. And maybe sometimes with particular gifts that may be the case, but have you tried it? Have you taken a risk and given it a go? What if you are called to it? Just a little tangent, I don't know, about six years ago maybe, Ange, our worship pastor, sent me a message and said, hey, do you reckon you could um, do the data projector for us sometimes? I was like, yeah, okay. Now look what happened. <laughs> I walked in on my first day as a staff member here at York Street and I said to um, Colette, our, our pastor at the time, I said, I will never preach so don't even bother asking me. (laughs) Here we are. What happens if you take a risk? What happens if you step up? I'm not the perfect example, don't get me wrong, but what happens when you step towards God? What happens when you allow him the space to take over? See, we might... We might try and justify our our staying the same by, oh, I can't do that. I can't give up smoking. I can't stop that thing that's getting in the way. I should get back to church, but Sunday's my only day off, and I like to sleep in. See, as Christians, we're expected to grow. We're expected to move towards God. We can't remain the same. What happens if you leave a pool of water just by itself with no fresh water? It goes, goes bad. starts to smell. goes stagnant. See, mediocre Christianity wants us to stay in the same place, wants us to stay the same. And spiritual mediocrity sometimes means that we forget God in the process. We get carried away doing all the stuff and we forget that this is actually about God. This is why I do what I do. Who likes to listen to Christian music? Maybe you come along to church, maybe you listen in your car. It's a good tune, lyrics are great, makes you feel good. Do you forget that it's about praise and worship? Do you sing along and enjoy the music, forgetting why you're singing? Maybe we gather people around to celebrate. For whatever reason, we find any reason to celebrate nowadays. Our auntie's dog's bar mitzvah is coming up, so we're going to gather and we're going to get people around and we're going to celebrate. Do we forget to forget to bring God into that space? We can celebrate because of all that He's given us. We can celebrate because He is who He is and all that He's done in our lives. Do we forget to bring Him into those situations? Maybe we like to debate with other people about religious topics. This kind of straddles both scenarios. It's like, are we so fixed on our understanding that we have to be right? Hmm. Is there a right and wrong? Do we have all the answers? Probably not. But we want to win that debate. Do we forget to invite God into that space to show his grace, to show his, his love, to show his um, ability to transform our minds in the way that he does? See, mediocre Christianity forgets that, that God is the reason for all that we do, all, that we, all the conversations we have, all the, all the moments of um, love and care. God is at the center, but we have to put him there. And so sometimes we find that we can be a bit lukewarm. Sometimes we need to level up in that area. Sometimes we need to take... Our, our faith actions to the next level. And that's what this series is going to be all about. I want to share from Romans chapter 12 from verse 1. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, in all that he's done for us, in all that God has done for us, in view of this, offer your bodies, offer your life, offer every aspect of your being as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change your perspective. Look at the world differently. You live for Jesus now. Because because of his impact in your life, you see the world differently. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's perfect will is. His good and pleasing and perfect will. It's always perfect. So if he's asking you to do something, he knows what's better for you. And he'll see you through it. As uncomfortable as it feels, as weird as stepping out is, is so you know, awkward and creates anxiety, he'll see you through it because it's his perfect will. We all have different jobs, according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. And if it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. See, God calls us all in different ways, in different times for his different purposes. And we all have a part to play. And I rely on you doing your part. You rely on me to do my part. That's what the body of Christ is all about. But we all have a mandate, a a similar exactly the same mandate. It says in Scripture, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Whatever your individual calling is, you are called to this as well because you are a part of this family, this family at York Street and this family of Christians. You have this mandate. Don't be lukewarm about it. Don't live a life of mediocre Christianity. So as we wrap up today, I wonder what God might be speaking for you to step out into. See, we all do an incredible job of what we do in the body of Christ. We all work together to bring about his kingdom. But what would it look like to take the next step? Out of your comfort zone, into the next level of mission for God. What could that look like for your scenario? What would it look like to change your perspective on how you see people, how you see the world around you, and how you see God? I don't care what excuse you can find because you'll find plenty. What can you do to move forward in your faith and put it into action? Maybe it looks like this. Maybe you enjoy coffee. Maybe this is your priority for life. What would it look like to change it to this? What does it look like to share coffee, serve on the coffee cart? What does it look like to to gather people around coffee because you love coffee? Just do it. Put your faith into action. Maybe you like to pray. Maybe you spend a lot of time with God, sharing what what your, your deepest desires for the world might look like. Why don't you include other people? Why don't you gather people around to pray together? Why don't you pray for the person in the pew next to you because they're doing it tough? Don't keep it to yourself, put your faith into action. I've heard this plenty of times around here, and it's like, oh, I'm a sender, not a goer. Maybe sometimes we, it's easy to throw money at a situation. Maybe it's easy to give rather than do. What would it look like to, instead of contributing financially to something, what would it look like to go and get on the plane yourself? What are you being called to do? I believe you've been called to level up. I'll take you back to this picture. The next one, sorry. I painted a picture for, for this before. It was kind of, negative, kind of a negative picture. Sometimes we're doing it tough, absolutely. Sometimes we do feel like we're just hanging on by a thread. But what if God's plan for you was an adventure? What if you stepped into his plans and his purposes and you loved every minute of it? As wild, as crazy, as scary, as dangerous as it might be. What would it look like to do that? See, when we change our perspective, this is what can happen. Maybe you step on a plane. Maybe you go whitewater rafting. Whatever. But bring God into the situation because he calls us, By name, he calls us into his purposes and he wants us to take his mission to the next level. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you see us, that you know us better than we know ourselves. May we be be people that are willing to put you first in all that we do, not out of obligation, not not out of us thinking we need to please you, But out of our desire to worship you, with all that we have, that all that we do, may we invite you into that space and may we be obedient to your call on our lives, no matter how uncomfortable, no matter how how much it costs, financially or otherwise, may we be willing to step into your purposes out of obedience and out of worship. Father God, would you reveal those things of our hearts that we've pushed back, those things that we think it's too hard, it's too costly. Would you reveal those to us and would you equip us and take us in that next step on your mission? Father God, speak to us today, we pray, that we might might go from this place ready to put our faith into action. Would you be with us this week as we go? In Jesus' name, amen.
0: If you would like prayer or to find our sermon-based studies, please head to our website or check the description below for a link. If you enjoyed the video, feel free to share the video, like, subscribe, and hit the bell icon for updates of when we release new videos. Remember, life can be tough, so let's do it together.